The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia. I'm Station Manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host from her home studio is Dr. Claudia McKella. Hope your weekend is off to a great start, Dr. Claudia. It absolutely is. I was up early, and I planned my weekend, actually, and I kind of tried to plan the first half of my week, so I feel like I've already accomplished a lot. Hope you have, too. You're always on track to accomplish so much, and I admire that about you. We spoke a few weeks ago about a vision board and how it's great to start off the new year with one. Is it too late now that we're kind of in the middle of January? Is it too late to start one? Oh, gosh, absolutely not. And, you know, the new studies show that people do not actually fulfill any of their New Year's resolution goals until February just because the month of January you know, you're kind of coming off of the high of the holidays, regardless of what they looked like this year, you know, and then we look for uh, something to look forward to later on in the year. So it's never too late. And I know a lot of people who will start their vision board February, March, get ready for spring, new you, new attitude, and uh, a new year. So it's never too late. Now, last week's guest, Dr. Jillian Mandich, talked about happiness. She's the happiness doctor. What kind of reaction did you get from that show? You know what, it's very interesting because I have a, I had so many people saying to me, wow, like this is exactly what we need to hear because a lot of us are not feeling so happy or weren't feeling so happy. There was a lot going on in 2020, not to rehash all of that because I also feel like we're not quite over it yet, but there was a lot of lack of happiness and you need to feel inspired. So listening to Dr. Mandich talk about how to be happy, the science behind happiness, and how you really do have to work at your happiness was really inspiring. So I had a lot of positive feedback. A lot of people tell me that they're really going to stick to it and try to be happy on a daily. And I think that's something that we really need to listen to right now, especially with Blue Monday. That's January 18th, just around the corner. Folks are feeling down, depressed. The lack of sunshine is really hard on so many people. You know what, I agree with you, and I am not immune to feeling the effects of Blue Monday. You know, everybody thinks, oh my gosh, you're always so positive, you're always so happy. And yes, for the most part I am, but I do have all those other emotions. I just try to rise above them. So with Blue Monday coming up, and having had no sun for a long time, I feel like there are a lot of people who are really worried about it. Um, and I think we need to all group together and come together as a team and, you know, find your accountability partner mm-hmm. and make sure that you find the happiness in every day and especially on Blue Monday, January 18th. Another question we're hearing over and over again is from those working and studying from home, sitting at their kitchen table or a couch, not using a proper office chair. What tips do you have to work on our posture and avoid those neck and back pains that so many of us are feeling these days? You know what, you're so right. That's probably one of the biggest issues we've been dealing with in our clinics is people who are working at home and not having the correct posture. You know, the reality is there's not much most people can do. So other than get yourself a great chair, set up your your office station or your office workspace, set it up properly so that at least it's a bit conducive to proper posture. But I have to be honest with you, the best thing to do is to kind of switch it around a little bit. So most of us are working off of like laptops and something that's mobile and movable. So sitting at a kitchen table for a you know, short period of time and then moving to another room or standing 
at, a, at an island, I think is the best option. In my own clinics, we've implemented the sit-stand tables where you can modify the height. So if you want to be standing, you can stand. If you want to be sitting, you can sit. I feel like that's a great option because it just keeps the body moving. Because what I'm finding is people aren't commuting as much. So even that commute for those people who are taking the subway or walking to the GO station, there's at least 10 to 15 minutes of movement before you're sitting all day. Uh, even if you're in an office building, you're walking to grab a glass of water or you're walking to the restroom. People who are working from home have much, much less of that, and that's why the body is really feeling it, because muscles tighten up very quickly if you're not moving them, and that's what I'm finding. All right, so the first step is get up and get moving. When we come back, Inside Your Zodiac Sign with astrologist and author Courtney O'Reilly. This is The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059theregion or email us info at 1059theregion.com. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 1059 The Region. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. I'm Tina Cortez. And over to Dr. Claudia with today's guest. Thank you so much, Tina. So 2021 for me is going to be about honing in on all the skills and all the tools that we all need to be optimally healthy. So I believe it's a combination of daily habits, a positive outlook, and of course, some planetary guidance. So today's guest is Courtney O'Reilly, and she's going to give us all the planetary insight we need. So welcome to the show, Courtney. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Well, I guess you know that my big question will be, how do planets look for us this year? So what does the year have in store and any major shifts coming? Yeah, yeah. So actually, this is timed uh, so well. We're actually right in front of the luckiest day of the year. So this happens once a year when Jupiter comes to meet the sun Uh, It's considered the luckiest day of the year. Jupiter is sort of like Santa Claus. So when it comes to meet the sun, it's it's a bright, warm light, and it feels um, auspicious. It's a joyous occasion. And so that happens on January 28th. And so I would urge listeners to put a star on your calendar and plan something special around that date. Okay. I know. Isn't that exciting? That's like the best news to give. But then, (laughs) uh, you know, we're coming out of a really hard year. 2020, astrologically, was really challenging uh, all year. Pluto, Jupiter, and Saturn were stuck together, and now they've begun to separate. So we're starting to feel some of the ease that comes with that. However, we do have, um, uh, well, we did just have what's called the Great Conjunction. So uh, this happens once every 20 years. Uh, it's um, Saturn and Jupiter come to meet. So Together, these two rule societal trends, and uh, so every 20 years or so when they come to meet, we see a, a new pattern set in place around uh, collective trends, and that just happened, but what was special about this one that happened on December 21st is that for the first time in over 200 years, they came to meet in an air sign. So they met in the sign of Aquarius, and prior to that, they had been meeting in earth signs. So this is a big deal. Uh, you may have seen things online. There's been a lot of things floating around on the news and such uh, called the grand mutation. Uh, but really what that means is they're meeting now in air science for the next 200 years to come. And I think, uh, you know, we're going to feel this through the next year, but certainly for years to come. We're coming out of the industrial age where it was about 
farming and building and industry. And now as the two begin to meet in air science, we're uh, fully stepping into the, the idea age. So it'll be more about um, your intellect and your ideas and what you have to share with the collective in that way, rather than just about those earthly endeavors. So that's kind of an exciting transition. Also, Saturn is coming to meet Uranus. So they're sort of at odds this year, and I think this will be interesting. They, they come to meet about every 20 years or so, given their orbit in this way as well. But this is a, sort of a dynamic tension. So Saturn uh, is in Aquarius, and Uranus is in the sign of Taurus, and they're at odds. So they're saying, you know, Saturn is real tradition and history, and it's where we've come from, and the honoring of that. It's more slow moving, it's steady growth over time, and Uranus is, is not that. It's sudden, it's um, spontaneity, it's, um, it's electricity, it rules technology, it's, it's the future. So it's where we're going. And so to have the two at odds all year, I think, signifies a year of rebuilding. So a lot has changed, a lot has sort of been revealed to us over 2020. And now in 2021, as these two meet, I think we're going to have to decide uh, what, what was working historically, what did we like, what works, what are we keeping, what are we honoring, and then, you know, Uranus, what are we moving towards? How can we change and innovate and, and make that even better? So the dates that they come to meet are uh, February 17th, so soon, then again on June 14th, and then finally on December 24th. So you can see this is a big trend. Uh, throughout the year. So I think, you know, those will be dates to keep an eye on. I think, um, you know, in the news, we're probably going to see some, some tension and things, and it's up for us as the human collective to decide how we want to move forward together and rebuild together. So I know that there are 12 signs in the zodiac calendar, um, and my question is, will we all have similar experiences in 2021 or every year for that matter? So like each sign is different. Does every sign have a different experience based on where the planets sit in their sign? I've always been curious about understanding that. Yeah, that's, oh my gosh, that's such a good question. Yeah, so, you know, everything we talked about just a minute ago, kind of the bigger trends for the year, everyone will feel that, but the way in which they'll feel it and process it will be slightly different and that you can sort of look to your sign for some more insight into that. It sort of depends on, where within your chart it falls. So we're all undergoing the similar experience, but through a slightly different lens or from a slightly different vantage point. And actually, um, I can give you a little snippet of what's ahead for each sign. Is now a good time to jump into that? Absolutely. I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, that'll be so fun. Okay. So let's start. We'll start with Aries. Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. So this year will be um, an amazing year for networking, building your community, um, putting yourself out there, making new contacts to really um, offer you new opportunities and new insights. Uh, so it's a nice time to join a new club or an organization. Taurus, it's an amazing career year. You really skyrocket and shine. So be really intentional with uh, your work goals, what you want and how you want to shine so that when the opportunity comes through, you can say yes and you feel like you really have a strategy and a plan. Uh, Gemini, it's an incredible time to learn a new skill or find a mentor, uh, sign up for a class, something that you, you know, always interests you but you never have time for, make time for it because all the opportunity comes through learning. Um, unfortunately, they would have a great travel year but we just don't know 
when we'll be able to travel in a big way. So it's, you know, traveling through the mind, through learning a new skill. Cancer is a money year, so it's um, more about lump sums, like big chunks of money that you get uh, in kind of one, 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 uh, a one-off, right? Like a bonus, a commission, a settlement fee, or a prize winning. So this could be a nice year to work with a financial planner and build towards greater wealth. So when that lump sum comes in, you're building upon it. Uh, Leo is uh, amazing year for partnerships. So this is more close one-on-one. So you can think romantic partner, a business partnership, um, but all those kind of close one-on-ones is really where the luck and the joy is. So really investing your time and building those close one-on-one relationships. Uh, Virgo, it's an amazing health year. So any health-related goals really take off and take hold. Might be a nice time to consider working with a trainer or a nutritionist or a coach in order to optimize that potential. Libra, it's romance, romance abounds. Uh, so it's a love, love year. Uh, love is all around. It's right for the picking. So, you know, be brave, dive in, get on the dating apps. Or if you're already involved, it, it, it enhances the love that's already there. Uh, if you're trying for children, Libra, it's a nice year for that. Uh, you have Jupiter in your uh, love and creative self-expression sector. So creativity is also on fire this year. Uh, Scorpio. This year is about home, the home space for Scorpio. So if you're looking to move, it's an amazing time for that. You can really find, you know, kind of the dream space or uh, a space that's really big or has great windows, great light. Uh, If you're not moving, it's a nice time to consider improvements for the home because you'll have good luck finding, you know, that ideal contractor who really gets your vision. Um, So it's a home year. Focus on the home. Uh, Sagittarius. Uh, Anything communication art really flourishes this year for you. So if you have been thinking about writing that book, I would say get to it. Uh, If you're interested in starting a podcast or launching a website, this is a great year where you really get a lot of footing doing it. So go for it. Uh, Capricorn is a money year for them as well. Uh, But this tends to be more about like monetary income that's steady. So like your salary. Uh, Caps tend to be very driven. Uh, towards their goal anyhow, but this year is sort of taking that earning potential to the next level, Um, asking for that raise, asking for that promotion, uh, using the cosmic gifts of strategy and execution to really go big. Aquarius uh, is the celestial favorite of 2021, so Aquarius is the favorite. Yes, (laughs) and I know you're an Aquarius, right, Claudia? That's right, I'm Aquarius. Yeah, it's your year, it's your year to shine. So when you're the favorite, what it means is that uh, Jupiter is in your sign. So this only happens once every 12 years. It's really special, so you have to take advantage of it. And because you're the favorite, it's sort of a a grab bag. You get to choose. What do you want to focus on and how do you want to direct that good fortune and good luck? Um, Again, it's like about being brave and taking calculated risks so you can really build upon uh, the abundance that's headed your way. Uh, So Pisces, last sign of the Zodiac. Uh, 2021 will have you busy behind the scenes, prepping and planning uh, for your big coming out in 2022. So in 2022, Pisces will be the favorite when Jupiter moves into their sign. So it's kind of a year of planning, uh, you know, really thinking and strategizing about what you hope for. So that come 2022, you're ready to go once Jupiter hits your sign. The richest gems for Pisces come through introspection and reflection, 
uh, personal growth this year. That was amazing. Wow. Yay. <laughs> that was terrific. Thank you so much for that. And for anyone uh-huh. who missed the breakdown of their zodiac sign, because there was a lot of information in there, go to our website, 1059theregion.com, after the broadcast, and you can listen to it all over again. Courtney, I wanted to ask you, you spoke about the planets, but what about in terms of the moon mm-hmm. and the full moon? Does it have an impact on our zodiac sign? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so um, new and full moons are the climactic points of the moon cycle. Uh, they happen every two weeks. So we, we actually are on upon a new moon tonight. And then two weeks from now, we'll have a full moon. And two weeks after that, we'll have another new moon and so forth. And they, they tend to be just uh, times of culmination. So new moons are uh, the moon goes dark, and the idea is without the light, uh, so it is within us. We turn inward, we reflect, so that when the moon becomes begins to become full again, we can see the light, and we start moving in the direction of the intention we set under the new moon. And once we get to the full moon, the, the light is ablaze with the moon's full light. Um, we can see clearly, the cup overfloweth, so it's a, full moons tend to be a time of um, ending, Something wraps up. It can be a time of celebration, uh, but we all feel we all feel those that dynamic, and especially uh, when there's an eclipse. So we're actually coming off of eclipse season. We had two, one November 30th, and then the second was December 14th. So we're all kind of still riding that uh, cosmic wave, the moon's wave. There, uh, eclipses are always fall on new and full moons, but they tend to be. Um, kind of like super-powered new and full moons, new and full moons times three. So we feel the impact in a much greater way, and they tend to bring more finalized beginnings and endings. So you want to look back to those dates around November 30th and December 14th, what was happening, what was initiated, and then you'll, you'll look this spring when we have the next eclipse season, uh, May 26th and then June 10th. There will be another thread to this story. So take so take notes, and um, you know if you want to learn more, you can always reach out to me. I, I book readings and things, so I'd be happy to work with any of the listeners that are curious to learn more. Mm-hmm. So I I love the idea that you know the upcoming this year is like uh, this, I'm the I'm the favorite. Okay, Aquarius <laughs> is the favorite, but I've also <laughs> been hearing about the age of Aquarius. Um, I wonder yes. what does that mean? Like, does it really mean anything for me, particularly for the you know the zodiac sign, or is it just a time in the in the world right now on this planet? Uh, well, both. In astrology, there's a, a term as above, so below. So the planetary weather that's happening above us affects our lives here on Earth in the here and now. Uh, as within, so without, so what's going on internally um, affects and manifests through your, your outer reality. And so it's the micro and the macro affect one another. An age is uh, a really long time. So an age lasts for just over 2,000 years. And um, many astrologists feel that we are in a transitionary place where we're transitioning from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius. But this is it's a very slow-moving process within ages 2,000 years. So actually, it's a really interesting time to be alive, to be kind of that rare pocket of human experience that's living through the transition. Um, Pisces was, you know, uh, Jesus and martyrdom and uh, developing 
empathy and deep, deep compassion. And now as we transition into the age of Aquarius, that sort of interim in between, we're starting to see it manifest through uh, new technology, uh, really, you know, amazing innovations in medicine and um, astrologers believe one of the, the main indicators of the transition from Pisces into Aquarius is actually the discovery or the development of the internet. Aquarius is a humanitarian sign. It's an air sign, uh, so it's cerebral, and it's ruled by the planet Uranus. So uh, we talked a little bit about Uranus earlier, but it's that, that innovation, the future, uh, stepping into the unknown. And um, if it's a humanitarian sign, it's the Internet really connects uh, humanity in a really broad way through these little currents in the air that we can't even see. So... Uh, you know, innovations and technology are indicators that we're headed we're headed into the age of Aquarius. And yes, as an Aquarius, uh, it's probably a, a nice feeling for you. You feel right at home because these are things that you're naturally inclined towards. But we're all feeling feeling that effect. So, Courtney, to be clear, then, if you fall under the Aquarius sign, it's your time then to really take that leap and take advantage of what's in front of you. Sure. So I would say I would say that's for all of us. Okay. You know, I think it will come a little bit more naturally to you, Aquarians, because it's sort of your natural operating system, your natural MO. So it kind of feels like coming home for you. There's maybe more ease around it than for the other signs. Uh, but we're we're really all feeling that because to be alive now, it's sort of um, a special thing, right? To be alive during this, this transitionary. Phase. So many people who live won't, can't say that because an age is 2,000 years. So most of humanity will live solidly within an age, and we're that sort of strange, rare little pocket that's in the transition period between the two. You know, I'm so glad that you said that it, because I feel like that's exactly what we as humans need to hear, that we are very lucky to be living through this very bizarre very transformational time in the history of mankind. Um, I mean, 2,000 years, you're right. Look what's happened in the past 2,000 years. So mm -hmm. it gives us hope that all of the stuff that we've been dealing with, it, there is a, a, a reason and there is something bigger and better coming out of it. It's like a renaissance. Um, I find it so fascinating. But I want to backtrack a little bit. And I want to talk about the Great Conjunction just a little bit more mm -hmm. that happened on December 21st. Tell us a little bit about how that's going to be affecting us. Right. So um, as I said a little bit earlier, on December 21st, Saturn and Jupiter came to me at zero degrees of Aquarius. So really astrology is all math. Each sign accounts for 30 degrees. 30 degrees times 12 takes us full circle, 360 degrees. So when an astrologer is looking at a chart, we're looking at a map of the sky, and we're really looking to see how are the planets relating geometrically, because that gives us an idea of the tone, the texture, are they in friendly conversation, uh, and then, you know, what, what, what are the potentials or the possibilities that could come from that? It's, we're not telling the future, we're just looking at the potential and the possibility given the way that the planets are relating. And so uh, Jupiter stays in one sign for about a year. Saturn stays in one sign for about three years. Uh, and so by the time they come to meet in their orbit at the same degree of the same sign, it takes them about 20 years to do it. So they, they come around and they have like a lunch date and they're like, all right, 
what's, what are we going to do now? What, you know, this is what we've been doing. It's time to do something different. Now what? And for the last 200 years, uh, save for uh, one meeting in an air sign Libra in the early 80s, 1980 and 81, they've met in earth signs. So it's really been about building all the structures of society, kind of those like basic needs things, roads, uh, buildings, um, turning out, you know, it's production, like the production line and um, tangible things. Earth is physical reality. It's things we can touch and feel. And now they came to meet at zero degrees of Aquarius on December 21st. So the tone really changes, and they'll meet in air signs for the next 200 years or so to come. And so I think this is one indica another indicator, let's say, that we're transitioning from one age to another. So they came to meet in Aquarius and an air sign. We're moving towards that innovation. I think once, uh, actually once Pluto makes its move into Aquarius, we're going to see even more of that. So Pluto is in Capricorn right now, but uh, in March of 2023, it will dip into the sign of Aquarius. We'll get a taste of what's to come and then it will retrograde. So it moves back into Capricorn for a little while and then come the beginning of 2024, it moves into Aquarius to stay until 2044. Wow. So then we're really going to start to see big collective shifts towards um, all these things we've already been talking about. We're just, it's kind of heading that way, right? It's not so much with the ages and things about a flip switching, like it was this way and now it's this and there's, there's no process. No, there's a lot of process involved and and, and we're all going through that. And some of us are resisting it, and some of us are all for it. So I think it will take time for us to sort of all get on board and acclimate to this sort of change in the weather, so to right. speak. Well, Courtney, it's always a delight having you. If you could provide listeners oh. with your contact information, how they can reach you, that would be wonderful. Yeah, of course. So uh, my business is Vibrant Soul Astrology. That's my website, vibrantsoulastrology.com. I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Vibrant Soul Astrology and Twitter at Vibrant Soul NYC, and I would love to connect. And Claudia, please remind our listeners how to connect with you. Find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Michaela or my website, ClaudiaMichaela.com. And that's our show for this week. For previous broadcasts of The Wellness Prescription, go to 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Connect with us on Twitter at 1059theregion or call 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region.